Land Conquest. Hi everyone, my name is Eric Shiraga and I wanted to spend some time today discussing best practices in seller financing land. But before we get started, I just wanted to disclose that I am not an attorney, CPA, or financial advisor, and I recommend that you speak to a professional before making any business decisions. A little bit about me. I am both a land and note investor, and I have been purchasing notes since 2016. I've purchased over 500 loans, and I even wrote a book on note investing. I've learned a lot over the years about best practices in seller financing. My goal here today is to help you refine your seller financing by using a very simple process in order to create a stress-free loan that if you ever want to sell, will get you top dollar with as little discount as possible. Why consider seller financing? First, I can guarantee you that you will get a lot more calls and interest and you should be able to sell your land faster and at a premium since seller financing in many markets is not very common. This should provide you with a huge advantage over your competition. As I like to say, most people don't have $50,000 to purchase land, but most people do have $10,000 and can make monthly payments. This will really open up your potential buyer pool. Also, don't be under the impression that seller financing has to be painful or add a lot of additional responsibilities onto your plate. I'm going to show you a way for you to outsource most of the work and responsibility so you can focus on buying and selling more land. Everyone needs to recapitalize at some point, so these methods will help you create a loan that will be easy to sell. To market your property, I recommend that you start your listings with the following terms in all caps. First, seller will finance, and then owner financing available. This is important because many buyers on the MLS or the land sites do keyword searches and your listing will pop right up for them. Starting your listing description with these terms will get you a lot of interest right away. Next, I don't recommend that you put any terms in your listings. This is because not all buyers will qualify and you want the right to change the terms depending on the buyer's credit score. When people call in, I recommend that you screen them with two questions to start. Number one, do you have 20% down? And number two, how is your credit? Depending on their answers to those questions, I know whether or not this is a buyer I want to continue the conversation with. Regardless of what the buyer says, it is absolutely imperative that you obtain a credit report for your buyer. There are many ways to do this, but the most common is just to ask your potential buyer to download a copy of their credit report from a site like freecreditreport.com. Keep in mind that some buyers will object to providing a copy of their credit report, but in my experience, only buyers who have low credit scores and know they won't qualify are the ones who object. Personally, I want to see at least a 660 credit score for 20% down. Below 660, I negotiate a higher down payment. Remember, a lower score means a higher risk and probability of default, so be sure to create a deal that is safe for you as the lender. There are trillion-dollar industries that are centered around credit scoring, so credit score is your best predictor of default. 
Your down payment should be based on how this buyer has paid their bills in the past. And the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. There are a couple of crucial details that you need to follow to ensure that you have a saleable loan. First, I don't recommend seller financing properties with values under 25000 In my opinion, those should be cash deals, and it just isn't worth the work, risk, and setup for smaller loans. Second, I recommend a 10% interest rate. Low interest rates really hurt note resale values. And remember, you are not a bank and you're not in the business of giving 30-year interest rates. You can exceed 10%, but make sure you check the state's usury laws to make sure you aren't violating them. If a buyer has an issue with the interest rate, let them know that you do not charge a prepayment penalty and they can pay off a loan at any time to avoid paying interest. Third, I highly recommend that you require at least 20% down or $6,000, whichever is greater. Keep in mind that banks never approve vacant land loans with under 20% down, and we are not in the business of giving our land away. It's a good business practice to try to recapture as much of your investment in the property at the closing as possible, and it's well worth waiting for a qualified buyer so you don't have to deal with the headaches of a default. As far as the term, I recommend as short a term as possible. I typically don't go over eight years. This is because the longer the term, the higher the probability of a default. We want these loans paid off quickly, and banks typically only offer a five-year balloon term on land loans. A shorter term will mean a higher monthly payment and a quicker recapture of your initial investment. Next, I highly, highly recommend that you do not, under any circumstance, collect the payments yourself. Always use a loan servicer to collect the payments and charge the buyer an extra $20 a month to cover the servicing fee. The servicer will collect the payments, provide the tax statements, send a monthly statement to the borrower, and maintain all of the loan records. They will also call the borrower if there is ever a missing payment. Trust me, this is the best money you will spend as a land investor. If you need a recommendation for a good loan servicing company, feel free to reach out to me at any time. Finally, I know this will be controversial, but I highly recommend that you avoid land contracts. I don't like land contracts for about 10 different reasons that I won't go into in this video, but land contracts expose you to the legal liability of ownership and make the sale of your loan much harder since you have to deed the property to the buyer as well as assign the loan. In my experience, land contracts actually have more risks than regular loans and buyers don't like the fact that they will not receive the deed to the property until they pay off a loan. One of the many benefits of not selling your land with land contracts is that you will get all the benefits and safeties of closing through a title company. A title company will provide you with a title commitment that will point out most potential title issues with the property. This, in my opinion, is well worth the investment. Be sure you review this commitment carefully and ask your title agent if there is anything on the commitment you don't understand or are confused about. Also, make sure you ask the title agent for a lender's policy. 
This is a title policy that ensures that your loan is a valid first lien on the property. One great feature of a lender's policy is that it is transferable to all future owners of the loan until the loan is paid off. This really helps the resale value of your loan and is paid for the buyer at closing. One of the biggest reasons that I hear people not offering seller financing is that they don't want to have to deal with the complicated loan documents. Well, there's an easy way to address this. Just have the title company draft the loan documents. All title companies have legal departments and they will draft state-specific compliant documents because after all, they are insuring them. I recommend that you charge the buyer a $500 loan fee at closing to pay for the cost of generating these documents. One important suggestion, make sure that you keep the original wet sign note in a safe place. In most states, you need the original to foreclose. Let's talk about some common mistakes I see in seller financing land. Keep in mind that the default rate for seller finance land notes can exceed 50%, especially during recessions. We are in the lending business, not the default or foreclosure business. Our job is to put ourselves in the best position possible to avoid defaults by making sure that we are selling to a borrower who has a good history of paying their bills on time and has enough skin in the game that they won't just decide to walk away one day. Also, don't be in a hurry to give your land away to the first person who comes along. If you are buying good properties, you should be selective to whom you want to finance. Since seller finance properties are rare, you should not have to offer no money down and no credit check. You should follow the same procedures that banks do. Also, don't offer zero interest financing. I have heard that the IRS does not like these transactions because they consider them to be gifts. Without interest, you will only be able to sell your loan for about 50% of the balance. I think the motivation behind zero interest loans is to keep the seller from having to provide year-end interest statements to the buyer, but since you are using a servicer, you don't have to worry. They will take care of that for you. Not charging interest leaves hundreds of thousands of dollars in lost revenue. Since you are running a business, you should always find ways to maximize your profit, and that means charging interest. Also, don't add in prepaid interest in the form of a higher sale price. I believe this is referred to as baking in the interest. This is why, this is because one of the most important metrics that a note buyer looks at is ITV or investment to value. If a note buyer only wants to pay 65% of the retail value of the property and you have increased the price to 150% of the retail value, you can see that you will lose more than 50% of the current balance if you ever wanted to sell your loan. One of the reasons that I don't recommend self-servicing is that if you are keeping records on your own on a spreadsheet and you sell the loan to an investor and the borrower disputes the loan balance after the loan is sold, there's not much the investor can do other than spend a lot of money on litigation fighting with the borrower to confirm the loan balance. Using a servicer prevents this predicament. 
So in summary, maximizing value means taking the same steps banks do to ensure your default rate never exceeds 5%, avoiding costly mistakes at the time you sell the property and really mean an increase in profits for your business. If you ever want to sell your loan and you have followed all of these steps, the process should be quick and easy. The buyer will ask for the pay history from the servicer, copies of the note and the deed of trust or mortgage, the lender policy from the title company, and some type of data establishing the value of the property. Usually it's okay for you to provide this data on your own based on your knowledge of that market. They will also want to see the borrower's credit score at the time the property was sold, as well as the closing statement, which will prove that the buyer made a down payment. They will also likely pull title on the property at their own expense. So as you can see, setting up your loan correctly at the beginning means a much smoother transaction down the road. Let's say you want to offer seller financing to sell your land quicker and for more money, but you aren't interested in holding a note. I can understand that you would rather have $30,000 to buy more land and flip more properties instead of holding a $300 a month payment. I have a special program to purchase land notes at closing for 80% of the sales price. And I also handle all of the buyer screening paperwork and will wire the funds directly to you as soon as the deal closes. I have done many of these transactions and they really do create a win-win for all parties involved. Also, if you are a wholesaler and sell land with financing by double closing, I offer free transactional funding for your deals, which will prevent you from having to use the buyer's funds to pay your seller. So in conclusion, if you would like more information on either of these programs or have questions about seller financing, my experiences in a state, or if you need an attorney referral in a specific state, or just have a general finance question, feel free to contact me at any time. You can email me or text or call me on my cell phone. I am always interested in purchasing good land notes at any time and look forward to doing business with you.